Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker. It's Monday night. We are live for our weekly paintball show, and for shits and giggles, for a change, we're actually going to put paintball on the show tonight. Um, no special guests tonight, just us in the studio, but we have lots of content. We have uh, mail time segments from you guys. We have team feature. We're featuring a, a, a paintball team that most of you guys will know. Uh, we have Vault from the Vault segment uh, filmed, and that'll be coming out of the can shortly. We also have a uh, uh, history of paintball documentary uh, video we want to show you guys, and some prices right if we get an opportunity. But before we get that far, let's introduce everybody. Uh, beside me, we have Matt the Crip. Hey, what's up? And uh, back. yeah, yeah, and Josh Zubizabrikis. Yes, welcome everybody, and please do not forget to like and share the show. Just because you're stuck in your house forever doesn't mean you can't share. Yeah, yeah. And then we have, uh, and both Matt and uh, Josh, we were just regaling uh, before we went on air about our Saturday night quarantine show. We had a blast, a few more people on the show than we had wanted to, uh, but we're going <laughs> to probably do that on Saturday night and open it up again for you guys. Um, Joe Kimson on, uh, on flat, from Flagger's Paintballs on as well tonight. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. Yes, as Todd mentioned, we certainly had some <laughs> off content. <laughs> Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, but things were looking up. Gavin, what about you? Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me back. And uh, I'm glad we still have a show after the <laughs> Saturday few minute fiasco. But uh, if you were just tuning in tonight for the first time, I'm glad you're here. If you are a long time viewer, you certainly supported us. So hit that like and share one more time, my friends. It is going to be a good show. We actually have paintball content we're going to be talking about. Uh, hit like and share or yeah. start a watch party because it is Behind the Bunker, our regular yeah. Monday show. Because of our quarantine situation, we can't all be in the studio. I blame Matt Mondu for not being here. Uh, so what happened was I was uh, in charge of letting people enter into the Zoom and I had posted the link so it was public. And that was not necessarily my first mistake, but my first mistake was going, hey, there's 25 people in here. Let me just start clicking names to start joining people. And I really wasn't trying to put two and two together, the names of the people in the chat versus the people that were trying to get in live. And I, I will admit I let in a few people that I shouldn't have. <laughs> and because of that, ladies and gentlemen, we had four minutes of Melee that we can no longer air on Facebook. So that's why there's no show uh, saved on or well, uploaded. Having said that, Todd, there were some real true diehard yep. fans uh, who were in the chat or in the Zoom room uh, wanting to contribute, and we apologize. It was just a mass banning at the time because you had to put out as many fires as you could, and sometimes there were some casualties. Yeah. So we appreciate yeah. everybody who tuned in, supported us, and our longtime viewers. Please, please, please try again next week. Uh, we'll be able to manage it a little bit better, but we appreciate your contributions yeah. and your support of the show. And speaking of uh, inadvertent banning, uh, bag of chips, I apologize. You were the first one to get hit with the band stick, and it was a slip of the wrist, and I didn't realize I banned your IP address. So hopefully you'll be able to get on next week with a new show. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you to everyone who tuned in. That was, uh, that was good of you guys. All right, clean slate. Let's move forward with a positive show. That's right. So quarantine show, guys, this Saturday night coming up. We're going to post it up, and uh, I don't think Matt's going to join us, but everyone else will probably be here <laughs> for the quarantine show. So hey, check Matt, it out. even if you just show up and put your camera on at a blank wall, if we can fill one of those spaces, we know it's safe. <laughs> Get a watermelon, <laughs> put your hat on it, and one of those potatoes, anything. It's, it doesn't yeah. matter. We just need to occupy at least one square that we know is going to be safe. And what I understand, from what I hear, I should just slowly get naked. 
and uh, Shh, don't give them silly. ideas. What are you doing? <laughs> You're planting seeds that shouldn't be there. Yeah, turn your thermostat up. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, a couple of things I want to get to. Uh, here we go, guys. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys can see this at home, but Chuck Loves Paintball sent us a message the other day, and he said, uh, that was my first episode that I had listened to. It was awesome uh, how much you guys talk about paintball guns. And he was referring to our podcast, episode uh, 18 of our OG special. So if you guys want to listen to some paintball podcasts during this quarantine time, head on over to iTunes and uh, check that out. Uh, this here, we got ranked on Facebook. Someone uh, gave us a, a ranking. He says, my co this is from Mike and, and Dress. He says, my co-ref told me about you guys. So I gave you guys a listen and haven't stopped listening to your podcast since. Awesome stuff, 10 out of 10. Uh, good for you. At least, oh, at least he's torturing himself on this quarantine. And Braden Hastings also gave us a, a, a shout out. And he says, uh, I love this so much. Uh, I, I love this so much like no sports. And I can't, I, I'm reading this verbatim. I can't go out and play paintball. So this is equally as great. 100,000 out of 10 must watch. I, I, I'm going to take That's the solid. grammar away and say that. Yeah. It's a um, reasonable, endor it's it a reasonable like, endorsement. It, was. it sounds like someone's been in his basement for far too long. <laughs> um, they don't get some sunshine. I don't know if you guys recognize this video, but someone, I think it's Band-Aid, they did a all-Canadian version of some sort of medley. I think everybody was doing it the first week of quarantine. And I, I saw the thumbnail, and I instantly caught my eye, and I thought, he can't possibly be wearing it. So I I'm going to give you a zoom is in. It? He is, right? He is. He is not. It is not. Oh. I looked so close and I thought, oh, it looks like a JT jersey. Okay, that's great. Something that's almost a JT jersey. I know, but I got excited. <laughs> <and> went, <laughs> like, this is making the show like things that potentially could hey, be paintball. There's quarantine going <laughs> on, Gavin. Almost, and no, almost is making it's almost the show a now. tunic. And nobody is, nobody's, nobody's playing. Uh, but he's wearing socks too. We're, we're, almost, in there. <laughs> we're almost gonna uh, talk about paintball this episode. Well, how about so. Tim Myers? Tim Myers bought a behind the bunker shirt. He bought nice. that off of our website. If you guys head over to behindthebunker.com, you you too can get yourself a behind the bunker. Oh, that's the online order one, right? It is. I was gonna say, I was gonna say how did he get red? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, Canadian version. Yeah. So thank you guys for being on the show tonight. As I say, we're gonna have mail time team feature. We have a vault segment. Uh, we're going to talk about the documentary a bit. We have a, a video from that, and we also have some prices right, so stay tuned, guys. Lots to get to on the show tonight. But why don't we start here with... Mail Sorry, they couldn't hear you. I was playing the jingle. When Gavin's not in the studio, I make sure the jingle gets played. The jingle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so first one comes from Jack something left left for an air he says uh, getting back into paintball after grad uh in school and his new job went all the way back to the spring of 2018 of your podcasts mostly to get away from the corona talk laughed uh because i just listened to the show uh you had on in the spring of 2019 discussing uh or beginning to discuss the documentary and looking forward to seeing it so thank you jack make sure you check out that documentary not really a uh, question but I love the fact that he went back through the whole back catalog and found a single laugh. 
in the spring of, uh, of 2019. Yeah. We can well make done. one person laugh. Yeah. Just one. A single laugh over eight years. Good for you. Yeah, he's also, <laughs> he was also <laughs> quoting Bible verses too. Um, Ryan McGee says, here's a question for you guys for the next show. And I've been holding on to this one because I wanted you guys to think about this. What's the most you've ever spent on an event, not including expenses incurred when you got there, like entry fees and paint? What's the most you've ever spent getting to an event? Is that like travel included? Everything. Josh, I think you and I are probably going to win the same award on this one. I think Super Game Oregon yeah, was the most Super I've Game ever spent. Oregon. And Matt. Matt went, Matt went once. Sorry, too. Matt's there too. <laughs> he's quite disappointed. <laughs> well, Matt had the senior. This is why he's not going to show up on Saturday. He's going to have a potato there for him. Hang, hang on a yeah. second. I think Matt wins this one. Because Todd, you can attest to this. Whenever we travel anywhere and Matt goes with us, Matt buys enough candy mm. for seventeen grown adults. <laughs> well, so Matt may Matt may have sp- outspent us our, our flights in candy alone. Yeah, the whenever, beatus, baby, the yeah. beatus. Whenever we go anywhere, you hear him in the candy aisle. Ooh, we don't have this at home. Ooh, we don't <laughs> have this at home. Yeah, yeah, it's a real field day. Yeah. Spend but too much money at Target or Walmart or wherever we end up. The reason the why Gavin I'm... and I are just depressing because all we do is buy booze. Hmm. <laughs> we, we enjoy our adult beverages. I mean, that is uh, part of the expense of the trip, right? Yeah. yeah. The reason why Oregon was the most expensive we've ever done, and I would pay that again to go back, but there's no direct flights from Toronto to Oregon. There's always a, no. a layover somewhere. And because yeah. of the time change... Um, and we wanted to be home for Monday. We had to take the red eye. We we paid a little bit of a premium to get there. And then um, we didn't want to stay at Motel 6. We wanted to stay at a, a place like Motel 8 or 9. So we paid a little more money for a nicer place. Super 8. And we what got our... What was the name of the, the hotel we set up the first time? La, La Quinta? Yeah, La Quinta. Or, or yeah. It's, uh, I think it's yeah. Spanish for La Shithole. It's, uh, it was not That's a... That's about right. Yeah. And then we got a we had to get a rental car and all that sort of jazz. So I mean it 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 did add up pretty quick. And it was only divided yeah. between the three of us. So it wasn't like we came down with a team of guys, but uh Yeah. And then we traveled to Gavin and Joe and I and whatever. We traveled to uh Chicago to Living Legends, not Living Legends necessarily, but to uh Challenge Park. But Challenge we drove, Park, but... so it wasn't too bad. We did, and uh, that was, certainly was it was a paintball experience, but we went for more of a vacation. So we brought um, other people who didn't play paintball as well, and they got to do other stuff. And um, so it wasn't sort of an event; it was more of a more of a cultural festivity or a, a wandering. So for a, yeah, yeah. so it, it, yeah, so it was good. Yeah. I liked it, and hey. it, it was costly. Hey, a shout out to NXL NXL Australia. He says, "Hey guys, hey guys, big hi from uh, us in the in Australia. Thanks yeah, for yeah, checking in. See from, uh, from from Hot Shots and NXL Australia. So I'm so glad he's tuned in. Uh, I guess early this morning, <laughs> um, and maybe we can yeah we can chat a little bit about uh, the state of um, paintball in Australia because I did a quick check in with him too. So I'm glad he's in the chat. Nice. Now let's let's be honest. Your chat started with Vegemite, right? <laughs> can I uh, get some more? That's like the secret handshake, right? Some Vegemite, and uh, if you put a a beat on your hamburger as well, that's uh, that's the secret sign. Jeez, um, and pineapple and an egg. Charles Holton in the chat says the IAO was very pricey on and off the field. 
I don't remember. I think it was a Sheridan where people stayed at. And Sheridan's, Nick, these no, ain't Cranberry cheap. Inn? No. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne King said we probably stayed at the Cadillac Inn. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. That's bag um, of chips money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, how, what's it like going to World Cup? Reasonable, I thought. Not terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not I bad. Think- if you get enough people to go with, you can get a house for for relatively cheap. Yeah, and you can you can probably get direct flights too, right? So it's yeah. probably Orlando. It's it's ridiculous. and the rental cars there they have just rows and rows of rental cars, and uh, because they rent so much, we you can't get a cheaper rental car than in Orlando. And houses there because there's so much timeshare, so many condos, so many hotels. It I would say the World Cup is probably the cheapest event to go to out of all of the. <laughs> The North American events. Um, Sorry, Todd. When I saw you get up, I thought you were grabbing your receipts. You were doing your accounting to show the, uh, your ledger <laughs> yeah. in terms of how much it costs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's more about the important Vegemite first. I, I can't find my receipt tape. Yeah. Uh, any event at skirmish, Mike Holstrom says. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, again, we spent we spent a lot of money to get to Oregon, but I, I think that was worth every penny. I mean. When yeah. you're traveling to, let's say, Hawaii, it's it's worth that much money because it is what it is. It's it's you're flying on the other side of the, yeah, yeah. Um, what about EMR, Josh? How was that for you? Um, I drove down, so it was not bad at all, and I stayed in the Canadian bunkhouse. So I was down there with uh, um, T Rex and uh, a few other fellow Canadians. So, um. It was actually quite inexpensive. I paid for both food, and that was about it. So, yeah. Well, and they're then playing. So, I mean, uh, total in gas, maybe 120 bucks. Well, that's good. So, and Paintball yeah, Extravaganza for us was really good this year because uh, the organizers, Rick, uh, took care of our, you know, uh, a lot for us. So we we weren't really out of pocket. It was it was it was uh, it was a great event. And the food at Gus's fried chicken was inexpensive. Yeah. So Very for cool. me, it was the Amazingly booze delicious. and the cold medication that uh, was my biggest expense. <laughs> yes, the trip to the world's funnest liquor store was... What uh... I do have to say, I think I said it before here on the show, East Memphis was prepared for the coronavirus. There was all shields everywhere. There's no face-to-face contact. It is extreme physical distancing. So East Memphis, you were ahead of the curve. Good Not only was it Corona proof, it was bulletproof too. Yeah, I have one more question, but I think I'm going to leave this for another show because I'd like to oh. give you guys it in advance so you can think about it because it's a, it's a thinker. If you guys have it's still, any, it's still going to influence my thinking ability. <laughs> so if you guys want to, um, if you guys want to send in your questions, you can post it up or get us through any of our social medias. Uh, that would be great. Ryan McGee says he spent a thousand bucks for zero hour two years ago. Uh, even wow. before he got to the field. Wow. Did he Why did he spend a thousand bucks? Airfare? Is that uh-huh. new equipment? Who... Well, you we know need, what? We need, we need closure. Let's ask yeah, him on Saturday more, night Ryan. show. Invite him on Saturday night show. Uh, guys, if you're going to watch Saturday night, we're going to post our Zoom link up and we're going to have a few more security protocols to get through. But we're going to have another melee of a show. That was fun. I enjoyed that. It was nice seeing Wes Shockley and, and uh bag of chips while he was allowed to be in there. And uh, everyone else, it was really good. It was really good. Um, 
NXL Australia says, uh, for teams from overseas, as it is a huge expense, the equivalent of going to Disney for the first time, just step up from anything they have seen before, especially for the first time. Australia would be a cheap flight, wouldn't it? Uh, cheap and just short. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it also takes half your lifespan just to get there. I don't so understand we, why they don't just go the other way around the earth. It'd be faster. And it'd be so nice to. Uh, it would be nice to maybe have an NXL Australia on the sh on the show to talk about the uh, tournament scene in Australia. Um, but I think this year they were hoping, fingers crossed, if it's still uh, going to be in effect, that the winner of the NXL Australia was going to make their way to World Cup. So they're going to cool. fly them out. So that's part of the prize. They'd have to leave today. Uh, last week, yeah. and they're still, they're still en route. So. <laughs> no kidding. They get to play against the Ironmen, who are already the World Cup champions. Um, all right, well, why don't we get into uh, Team Feature, guys? Thanks for your questions. Send them in, and uh, hopefully we can get your questions on the show. Uh, Gavin, you just about ready for Team Feature? You sing it, I'll wing it. Okay, let me uh, do the intro. Hold up. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's team feature is infamous. Where do they play? Damn, they play everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. They play all over the U.S., NorCal, Oregon, Wisconsin, Mich uh, Michigan, Florida, Arkansas, Maine, Massachusetts, and ladies and gentlemen, Canada, too. And on the roster, we have Cody Chung, Harrison Fry, Brett Messer, Callie Rudolph, Thomas Taylor, Cody Mikowski, Nate Schroeder, Jerry Caro, Greg Sewers, Mike Warning, and who helps support these people getting around to each and every one of these tournaments? Planet Eclipse, Clips, Proshar, Push, Bunker Kings, Nike, Foundation, uh, and little known fact, Behind the Bunker is now a sponsor of Infamous. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so they, um, their achievements, uh, they've been won many tournaments years in the go in the making. And most recently, the ICPL, January 10th, the 10-man Pro-Man event. Uh, event series that you can often see them playing at is NXL, NXL Classic, the ICPL, ICC. They're a very, they have a very active farm team system, which helped groom the future of tournament paintball. Uh, so they have NorCal and Famous and Famous Wrecking Crew, New England and Famous, Wisconsin and Famous, through multiple divisions and more on the way. Ladies and gentlemen, they have a ton of farm team continuing to grow some of the best paintball players in the industry. This week's team feature happens to be infamous. Very good. Tonight's team feature, guys, is brought to you by Planet Eclipse. All right, so guys, if you want to get your team featured, send your information to us, either email it or get us through any of the, our social media applications. And uh, as you see, send us in some pictures and some information about your team, and maybe we can host you guys on the next show. Uh, John Jones asked a question. He says, what's the longest time you've ever taken to get uh, to or from an event? Why does it always seem a lot longer coming home? Josh, getting to Oregon was was fun. What about coming home that first year? We took a red eye. Uh, yeah, the first time we came back from Oregon, it was... I felt like we were on that plane for a good nine hours, and I think it was only a four-hour flight. It was, And uh... then we had a two-and-a-half-hour layover, but that was at 3 in the morning? 
two in the morning, four in the morning, something ridiculous? No, it was a little earlier. Was, I think it was a little later than that. It was about five. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. But it's okay because you know how comfortable planes are and how easy it is to get sleep on a plane. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Including the uh, lady beside you who brings the neck pillow. And... <laughs> Oh my. I just took her shoes off and oh yeah if you guys are going on a plane please public service announcement Far do not take much. your shoes off um <sighs> joe i'm putting on the uh screen right now for people to see at home a picture of a what looks to be like a wooden handled pistol what can you tell us about that or should we just let your video speak for itself i'll let the video then i, I brought i have it here with me in, in the um in my in my remote studio and we can um show it to you a little later on as well so sounds good um, all right, well, this is Joe's weekly segment called From the Vault. Uh, and uh, so why don't we play this and we'll be right back, guys. Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with a pandemic edition of The Vault. I'm here with the 62 caliber eight shot repeater. This was used by the Great Canadian Adventure Game and the Adventure Games of America in the late 80s. It's a 62 caliber semi-automatic beast. Has, it's powered by one 12 gram CO2 powerlet and it holds eight shots inside the small internal spring fed mag. So long before we had mag fed paintball, this eight shot semi-automatic repeater was used and it had internal mag fed. The mechanism is, is ramped so it takes a ball from the lower magazine and feeds it to the top barrel. And this is the eight shot semi-automatic 62 caliber paintball shooter. Pew. Audio jump. He doesn't have his chocolate. It was, it was before noon. All right. So here we go, guys. So Joe, you have that in your hand right there. I, I do this. I, I brought it. I brought it with me. This is um, the eight. I, most you heard most of it in 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 the, from the vault segment. This is the eight shot semi automatic repeater. It's a real beast. It's it's quite it's quite heavy. Um, the mag the mag slides out the, the end, holds eight rounds. I guess it's a quick feed tube. You could slide it in full quickly. Do up the um, the, the set screw on the bottom. 12, it's it's CO2 powered by a 12 gram, which goes in in the grip, and there's a little wheel on the bottom you adjust. But these these are these are really really quite rare now. But in the in the early days um, of paintball, players were using they were using the Nelspot 007. They were using these and also the Mark One Uzi. Those were sort of your first your first three guns guns that came out for paintball. Then um, the Splatmaster came out shortly after, um, followed by the Splatmaster repeat, and then the Nightmare, and things started to progress from there. But this is one of the one of the three um, three guns that was sort of run. There was also the fifth, a fifty caliber six shot version of this as well, the Spot Marker. Um, yeah, these are sixty two cal. Cool. Pretty neat. Cool. Um, I have one for sale. If someone wants one, you can PM me. That's on the uh, Behind the Bunker BST site. Um, so Joe, you also sent me a picture here. I'm going to put it on the screen for people at at home to see. It's the Omega V2 HPA airsoft rifle. Yeah, it's uh, Tipman or GI Sports. Uh, 
version two of the um, the Airsoft Omega market. So they dropped the Omega line for paintball, dropped, converted it to Airsoft. It's it's a really a, a tank in air through version cool. um, with the Tipman carbine engine. It's a it, they're they're solid. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't get excited well. about Airsoft, but if Tipman's coming out with like if Tipman, if I were to buy one, I would get a Tipman branded one. If their stuff is any anything like their paintball marker line, and they have a re, they have a reasonable warranty as well, so it's a de, it's a decent gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So what do we got left? We have. Uh, I want to talk to you about the paintball documentary, guys. Every week, uh, we spoke to John today, and uh, he is the gentleman in charge of the history of paintball documentary. If you guys haven't seen it, you have to go and watch it. Um, I'll put it up here now. You guys can stream it now by going to Vimeo.com on demand and seeing paintball history. There's links everywhere, even on our Facebook page. You guys have to check it out. It's uh, three hours of your life that uh, is going to be well spent. Um, the other thing is they're also coming out with uh, added bonus features uh, for Patreon members. So go and check that out as well. Yeah. Uh, can I be an old person for a second? You sure can. So I purchased the documentary on Vimeo, okay? And it says, when you purchase it, it's available for download, so you can put it on a laptop, a cell phone, a tablet, whatever, whatever. Do you guys know how to download it? Are you asking this now? Like, yes. you want tech, tech help during yes. our show? Yes, I yeah. do. I want to turn how, it okay. off and putting it on wanna, again. Yeah, I, I was going to say, have you turned it off and turn it back on again? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, talk to me after the show. I can I can help you with that. But it is coming out on DVD too, right? Shh. Wink, wink. You're giving it all away. Correct. <laughs> Here it is, guys. The complete history of paintball, the director's cut. Uh, here's a little more information about it. It's my impression that uh, none of us had any clue that it was going to blow up to be as big as it was. <laughs> Back then, the games were two hours long. Back then, it was enamel paint. They just captured every flag there was. So the headhunters shot the crap out of us. So I designed a safety valve system for that, and then we made a conscious decision in the industry to give that to everybody. You got to grab your feet semi-auto. He said, congratulations, I'm glad to know a millionaire. It was fast, it was exciting. It was actually kind of miserable. And then we had a special team that Tim Schloss from Tiger Stripe put together called the Muff. Here's the Harley. You guys make your custom Harley. Yeah, that was a time there was a big economic turndown. You know, because eventually they got better and then they started beating us all the time and started beating everybody for that matter. There's a lot more to this story and there were a lot more people involved than Jeremy. No, no, you hit me. No, no, no. Really, you hit me first. Laurent's the guy who goes off and he wants to do a million things. So he put it together and we started balling. All right, so there you go, guys. The complete history of paintball, the director's cut. Um, yeah, you guys can get it on DVD. And if you pay a little bit more money, they're also putting it on 8-track for those of you that uh, require it. Hot damn. <laughs> well, driving to work in your old Cutlass, you have no other way of putting Bluetooth on. You might as well listen to the 8-track. Uh, it's a Buick, by the way, but yeah, okay. Ooh, the LeSabre. 
Yes. <laughs> nice. What was your first car that you've ever had? Speaking of that. Mine? Yeah. For real? For real. The Ford Escort. Ford Escort. Joe, you had, um, you've told me this. I got, a, I got a picture. <laughs> some, <laughs> some, Preloaded on his phone of his first some, car. Somebody, somebody had a Facebook Somebody had a Facebook challenge. Put the put all your cars up, and if you bonus if you can find them by by color. And I didn't want to do that, but I did go through because there's a pandemic. I did go through all the different cars I had, uh, in and I found the correct color and the right year of all the different cars I had. The first car that I I got when I was 16 was a, a five door white Pontiac Phoenix. It was like the 1979 first year GM made front wheel drive cars. It had an AM radio and a left driver's side mirror. Nice. This looked that scene from my cousin Vinny when she goes on to the, on the stand. <laughs> awesome traction. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, nobody knows what Canadian Fire is. That's in the documentary line. So I'm not sure if they wanted something to rhyme with Canadian Tire. I, I don't know. But. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. I haven't made it that far yet. George Hay wants to know if it'll be hey. making on Betamax. Sadly, it will not. This is not porn, my friend. Elliot said his first car was a Mercury Tempo. Uh, Lisa Weaver had a Mercury Lynx. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw my older brother under the uh, under the bus. It wasn't his first car, but he bought a Topaz. And there was oh. no reason to brag about it because this was several years after a Topaz was even like in a dealership, even they under the used thing. And he was, he was ecstatic about it. You know, I know why, because it was a standard and they only made a few thousand standard topazes. <laughs> oh, limited edition. <laughs> That's exactly it. I just remember listening to him go on about that. Now, was there a emblem on the side that said L E on it? Just so people knew. <laughs> no, he had to take it. STD for standard. Yeah. No, he had to take it <laughs> off because he was afraid that people were going to steal it. It was like it was more valuable than the Jaguar on the front of the car, which inadvertently I think he glued on. Um, yeah. Oh, James says his first was a Buick LeSabre. Oh. I know there's not a lot going on in paintball right now, but can we just move on? <laughs> I was curious. Okay, there's Gavin's what I got. jealous because you didn't ask him what was Gavin's first yeah. car. Uh, it was a mule. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. Bur- it, it, it was in Mexico. A bu- burro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. George Hay wins it anyway, so we might as well move on. He says 76 Dodge Grand Monaco. Really? Yeah. That's what caused the steel shortage of... Yes, 1977. It also causes potholes due to the mass sheer weight. Yeah. So regardless of what we were talking about, guys, make sure you guys check out the paintball documentary. Uh, It will make you a smarter paintball uh, person. Uh, I have prices right left and I have a bunch of other stuff, but uh, I thought I would uh, talk to you guys about something that's near and dear to our hearts here. Specifically, Planet Clips. Did you know not only are they sponsors of Team Feature, but they are also creators of the most incredible pay, uh, tournament paintball markers with soft good and gear. The winningest markers in paintball now innovators in mechanical actions like the M170R and the M1 uh, MG100 MagFed Marble. 
not only does Enola Gay make fantastic three-dimensional rubber patches, but they are the world's leading manufacturer of smoke grenades, thunder flash, airsoft, and paintball grenades for use in theater, film, photography, and of course, paintball. Pull a tab on your next event. Hashtag pop smoke. And Arabs are proudly made in the United States of America. They're thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options, and layouts are available. 2020 has stalled a little bit, but the production of the new fields are still ramping up and shipping out now. So ask about full color printing and custom logo options. Customize the next field in this season with Arabs. Ruthless Paintball Products caters to both professional players and weekend warriors. They have set a new level of paintball playing apparel. You can head over to their website and use our BTB15 promo code for 15% off. And ladies and gentlemen, more than just swabs and pads, Exalt is a way of life. Available discerning retailers, fields, shops, and shows. You know it's tournament ready. You know it's battle proven. Exalt. In the beginning, you fell out of a tree. You stumbled down a rocky cliff. You waded chest deep through a mosquito infested bog. Then you re realize you're surrounded. It's party time. You own a Tipman now. Combined Empire, JT, Tipman, and V-Force, you get the world's largest distributor of everything paintball, GI Sports. DLX Technologies, guys, is the manufacturer of the Lux paintball marker as well as other great product lines like the SP Shocker, the GOG Enemy, and the Freak Barrels. A longtime manufacturer of paintball gear, they have the product that you can trust, and the product is outstanding. For over 50 years, Altama has proudly carried militaries from across the globe through every challenging environment, including malls, jungles, deserts, and urban battle zones. Make Altama your next paintball, airsoft, or everyday shoe. Not all ninjas wear black with advanced colorways and coatings, adjustable regs, remote lines, fill stations, hydro testing, and so much more. Ninja products have what it takes to keep you out in front and always in the game. And do not forget, folks, they are made in America. There you go. Hey, guys, don't forget this Saturday. And certainly join us we're going to post the link uh up it was nice to have all of you guys in we had everybody from ryan mcgee to um brandon page and we had wes shockley and uh bag of chips and tom bertrand and a few uh, a few more I, I can't remember all the names but guys if you'd like to come and uh, be on the show you guys can certainly do that and um we'd love to have you um so i have prices right left and uh, uh, I want to get to that in just a second. Matt, we didn't ask you about your first car. Uh, Pontiac Sunbird in Burgundy four-door. It was sweet. <laughs> I, had five doors in my, I had five doors in mine. I could only afford four. Yeah. Sorry. My, my first car was a 1981 Honda Civic Silver with more rust than paint. I paid $500 what a, for it. What a cliche. It. What a cliche. That's what it was. What, what is... Civic. All right. Who, I, also don't who, recall, I don't recall anybody asking you, Todd. Oh, yes. I, I asked myself. The mic was off. Are you driving now? <laughs> Same car. Um, Same car. So who paid more than $500 for their first car? Yeah, I'm looking at Matt. Matt's a spring chicken, though. How much did you pay? I don't recall. I think it was only like two or 3000 but it was a really, a really good shape. <laughs> Gavin, how much is that? Was as good as that pen that's tucked behind your ear right now? No, this is this is priceless. 
It's a collector pen. Yeah. It's, it's a high. It's, it's a high. It's a Hyatt like, Dulles pen. Ladies, yes. on Monday night. This is entertainment. The Hyatt. You know what? The, the best. The Hyatt Dulles pens are by far the best pens that we've acquired on our travels as well. Yeah, that that was good value. They're almost as good as the space pen made by Fisher, but not quite. I've got two of those. Fisher space pens. Yes. You know what? I, my Fisher space pen, Milo, was in the car and he pulled it apart and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. And Gavin's getting fed up. But anyway, <laughs> I messaged I messaged Fisher space pen and the vice president of the company replied to my message. And then he phoned me and he gave me instructions how to put it back together. If that's not nice. good customer service, I don't know. What I would have helped are you. They, that's great are they customer not? service, but I'm surprised that Milo the Lego monster couldn't put it back together. We couldn't, there was a spring jammed in. He, yeah, there's this. I, yeah. It's not a spring-loaded pen. Like, there's no click thing to it. It's actually a cap that flips around. Um, but there is still a spring in it. Yes, and the spring yeah. was jammed inside one of the little pieces. Are I, they not made in Canada? No, they're, uh, they're out of Colorado. Yeah. Honestly, guys, we could do this after the show. Yeah, <laughs> no, Joe, Joe tried no, calling me to ask, but I had already given my pen to cousin uh, or Uncle Leo. Um, we're going to move on here, ladies and gentlemen, to our next segment. Is it like an e-pen? <laughs> you guys are still talking about the pen. It's a pilot. Pilot? Fine. <laughs> Ooh. there we go all right here first up for bid guys you guys can play at home if you'd like and i will try to make it bigger on the screen for those of you are that are at home take it back here so what we're looking at here ladies and gentlemen is a model 98 custom with no barrel that's all that's in the description but look at that paint job you guys might have to uh is that a lava finish no, it's acid trip. You guys might have to double click on it so you can enhance enhance the size of it to see Jeez. it because that is a custom paint job. And as you know, paint jobs can either make it go valueless or valuable. Uh, Gavin, I'll you won last time. Input. <laughs> uh, John Amoda, uh, there we go. The producer of the paintball documentary we've been talking about tonight says $25. There you go. 1922 Model A. Got it two years ago. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> With all the work he's done in paintball, you better get this correct. Yeah. Ryan McGee says 186 Bob, and Richard Knott says $1.50. I don't think anybody's going to be able to be helpful in the live chat tonight. Bill George Scribner Hayes says a buck. We're all on crack. Sorry, who Ian did? Kennelly. Oh, Flagger to Pat. Nice. There we go. I believe Gavin won last time. So yeah, what do you think, Gavin? Th thank you, Matt. Thank you. I would open mouth kiss you right now, but <laughs> Gavin was a screen away. Yeah. All right. So this, uh, I, I'm going to say either um, flame or lava print on that. Uh, I'm going to say a good thirty dollars for that, Bob. Nice. Uh, let's see. Going around the horn, then that would make uh, Josh you next. I think Gavin undervalued that uh, uh, by a lot. I'm going to say that sold to somebody on the internet for $120. Yeah. Lisa Weber has a comment. I don't mean to call you out, Lisa. And I feel bad for saying this, but she says a paint job can also hide the flaws. It's a Model 98. <laughs> yeah, Lisa, did you miss the fact that we said it was a Tipman? Come on. A <laughs> uh, little Corey Kimson says $65. Tracy Santos, $25. 
And Richie Rampage, hopefully watching from another room, Santos says $26.50. Joe, what are you thinking? I'm going to say $72. $72. All right. All bids are in. This sold for $18.70. Everyone bid overbid. Everybody overbid. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one here, I'm going to see if I can get a close-up of it. Nope, not that one. Here we go. It clearly says, uh, brand new, full auto, auto cocker e-blade knockoff. As you can tell it's by the knockoff, all right. by the clear plastic. Oh, that's Correct. nasty. Could what be, the heck is that? It could be a German version. That was one of those European knockoff ones. I, I, I can't remember the names were. I bet when the trailer. I don't want to look at it too close because my face is going to get big. There was nine bids on this. It looks like a JT Accelerator mixed with a Spider Electro mixed with a. I'm trying to think Why of a cocker. Why is it got a gauge up here? The lightning three-way, cocker. though. For the HPR? Well, it'll be for the LPR. Hey, it has no regulator. Yeah, you're right because that. It, no, it doesn't. You're right. It has, an, in, it has an internal regulator. I bet when they took the trilogies offshore and manufactured them somebody got the bright idea that they could make their own and this is a knockoff of a knockoff but like in the 90 i think it was the 90s there was definitely a german company producing crap just like this it looks attractive but i don't think it's going to be functional it was called luftwaffe designs Ooh, the germans the cocker yeah yeah devin schwartz says a dollar throw it back it's bad uh david justice says free uh, Mike Holstrom says the dragonfly. I I don't know that this is, but it's not labeled, so I I don't know. Um, Ian Kennelly says eight bucks, and Ryan McGee six twenty five. No one's got faith in this one. No. No. All right. Well, what are you guys thinking, Gavin? Did Gavin. we? Gavin has to go again. Uh, as the champion, I will bid on this. And uh, is this in? Uh, dollars or Deutschmarks? Well, NXL Australia dollars. is bi- bi- biller, uh, bidding in dollar dues. He says $33, probably really hard to get parts. I don't think Mate. parts are a concern because this gun's not going to work anyways. Availability of parts never seems to affect people on the internet. With All right. For, the, for this bad boy, my friend, I will bid uh, 65 American dollars. 65 wow. American dollars. Very good. Uh, got that COVID money. Yeah. David Justice is bidding a kiss. I don't know how if that's gonna. David, you got to call in on uh, on Saturday night. That's for the after show. Come dude. come for the shit show on Saturday night. That'll be fun. Josh, what are you thinking? Five dollars. <laughs> um, so far, Brent's not here. So five dollars. That's true. Joe, what, what are did, you thinking? What did Gavin say? Sixty-five. Gavin said about tree fitting. I'm going to go with 75. I'm going to try 72 again. Gavin said 65. Okay. So take both, Gavin. That's fine. Yeah. In, in all honesty, you guys have all underbid. Guys, this is an underbid. a full <laughs> auto auto clocker with E Blade knockoff no, paintball gun. No, it's not. I'm reading the article. It's called a full auto auto clocker E Blade knockoff. Just any, Tell just me it wasn't anything, more than $200. Anything is full auto with a worn sear. <laughs> yeah. And CO2, an overfilled CO2 canister. There oh you go. All right. Do you guys give up or you want to bid again? Well, I won because I got the closest bid. I, yeah, I guess so. So it sold for 100 What the hell? 
what did Joe? What did Joe say? Which is the best kind of right? I guess it's better. Yeah, you can under you can underbid. So this sold for one hundred sixty eight dollars and forty nine cents. Wow! Um, coincidentally, with nine people bidding, so someone That's really wanted that. Um, I'm not really sure how to take this next one. Um, and I know we only accept paintball things on our show, but these are Stuart Weitzman Walkaway Sun paintball sandals, size nine. I only stood. I only understood one word of the whole read. Somebody's been on wish. <laughs> Those are what you see at NXL Asia in Bangkok. <laughs> Same, same. Those same, same. Those are those are Adam's apple cleats. I'm not gonna lie. I learned what same, same meant like three days ago. I've been using it nonstop. Same, 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 but different, but different. Yeah. All right, quick, Joe. What are you thinking? Um, sixty-five dollars. Uh, Gavin. I'll take the loss and zero on this. I refuse to bid. George Hay, who knows, says fair. thirty bucks. Ian says ten thousand dollars. <laughs> and Mike Holstrom also says nine people need to stop smoking crack. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Rock, how much does a rock and crack for go for these days? Probably about the same as these shoes. What do you What do you Five think? Bucks. Five so, bucks. Is that your bid? All right, these sold for thirty five dollars. Tracy Santos was pretty close at twenty five. Yeah. Um, this next one comes to us with a bit of a... Who do you think found this on eBay? Oh, this, I think you misunderstood my question. Why was that even in there? Well, it was paintball. It was paintball themed. Anything that no. says paintball in... Yeah, well, there you go. A.K.A. Viking. Oh, Jay's right. Rare. It would look good with the BTB leggings. <laughs> <laughs> Great purple. So there you go, guys. A Viking, a rare paintball marker with Tadeo... And a javelin barrel. Well, Matt's all over this. How much did you pay for this, Matt? Yeah, if only. My COVID money isn't kicking in. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, Zuby, you got the correct answer last time. Get out of here, did I? Yeah. Um, I'd say you need about 250 Okay. What do you think, Joe? Um, I don't even know what it is. 180. Gavin, the Viking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking stimulus check money. Three hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, Christian in the live chat says 659 bucks. Elliot 800 bucks and George Hay 350. This sold for 491 dollars. I know. And there was uh 16 people bidding on that. All right, where are we sitting with the score, Matt? Do we need to? Uh, can we end it here, or do we have to make a tie break? One more, because it's one one all. Okay. Um, oh, I got two of them that Some I think are win. really good. Okay, well, hey, let's do this. I don't know anything about this, and I wouldn't even know where to begin. Who wants to know? GXG paintball mask, olive drab. No, it's not. I have never seen this before. I would highly recommend people not to buy this. It's a Gen X global mask. They places use them. GXG paintball mask? Pardon? It would have to be rated and approved. And uh, Amazon? No, it doesn't. 
Yeah, I don't know what to say about this one. What are you guys thinking here? Who who won that one? Gavin. Gavin. All right. Five dollars, Bob. Five bucks. All right, Josh. Five oh one, just because. Screw Gavin. <laughs> and Joe. Sixteen dollars. I would have built five oh two. Didn't matter. George uh, Joe still won nineteen bucks. This sold for. I don't know. I don't know. Oh well. So that means who's the champ then, Joe? No, Gavin. How so? <laughs> Just getting mad. Don't question the damn judge. Let's move on. Game is I'm champion Gavin. again. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for your game support. Is, the game is called Gavin Wins. Yeah, yeah. So a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching us, um, all of our podcasts or shows go up as podcasts. You guys can check them out on iTunes or anywhere that you get your pet or podcast from. Also, Saturday night, we are going to be live for our quarantine show, which is now open to the public. You guys can come in and join us in the live uh, show. Uh, it's open to the public and Reaper. Public and Reaper. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Join us in on Saturday where things sometimes get a little crazy and uh, we'll talk about what's going on in your world of paintball. Uh, so we're almost at the end of the show here. Uh, gentlemen, we, uh, I, I want to implore you guys to send in any of your questions or comments uh, so we can play them on the show. We're going to start trying to provide paintball content next week. We have even more coming up uh, and we're going to try to at least get you guys back into the spirit of paintball. Uh, we've had some awesome guests on the show and it's been fun but we are sensing the beginning of paintball opening up soon. And we want to get you guys prepared and have some information and start thinking paintball. My paintball sense is tingling in my paintballs. Joe, you can't see Joe's loins off of camera right now, but yes. He's not wearing pants. Yeah. Part of me, like I wake up in the morning and I go, okay, we're so far behind. We got to get to the field. We got to get things organized. We got to get things ready. And then I hear and listen to the news and it's still such a bleak picture. And I get that. Um, so it's a, it's a con it's, it's conflicting emotions, but one of these days when they say go, I have a bad feeling. It's going to be like, okay. And, uh, it, today's Wednesday, but on Saturday, all recreational places can now open and it's going to only give us a couple of days to actually get things going. So I don't know. I don't know. How long do you guys think we are going to be? I don't know. We are, uh, we, uh, again, I don't know. Golf it's, courses it's are option. open. Yeah. It's. In different parts, you can congregate in small yeah. groups, and it's opening up to ten or more people. I think paintball will be the last evolution. Professional I, paintball or for professional sports are now open with their training uh, facilities. Limited Correct. four per people. Correct, and no stadium, no anybody like that, right? Yeah. So, uh, I no earlier than I would June, mid June. Uh, I think hopefully we're back to normal by by mid June, which is. Um, Hopefully enough to salvage the uh, the season four for field owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're going to see a lot more people opening up, despite the fact that they're not allowed to. Yeah. Well, one for you, they're actually allowed to. One thing that I've noticed in this whole quarantine and 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 thing that's going on, people are doing a lot of. It's almost like martial law. People are policing the COVID, which is great. Like if someone doesn't have a mask on properly. Or if they're not standing in a line properly, they get corrected by the average person, right? Like people are out there pushing pushing it and, and trying to keep people safe. Not everybody, but I, I think if you as a paintball field try to open beforehand in your designated area, 
I think you're going to get reprimanded for it. I think I, yeah. I give everyone about a week of that before everyone tries to slip back into the way everything was before. So we've been fortunate or unfortunate uh, with the quarantine. We've had some really lousy weather. In fact, we woke up to snow this morning. Yeah, it's uh, perfect so, quarantine weather. Yeah, yeah. so that- 82 uh, years. So 82 years since we had snow on this day. That helps pre people be compliant. But a couple of days ago, uh, when it was like 20 degrees, uh, there was a lot of people who were still respecting physical distancing. But yeah. as the weather gets nicer and the longer we were locked down, the harder it is for us to um, maintain those protocols. So yeah. I'm really hoping that at least in our area, we flatten the curve enough that we can begin to get back to some normalcy and yeah. uh, allow some more freedoms and uh, yeah. uh, options for, for people because it'll be really, really challenging for compliance uh, the longer this goes on in the nicer weather. I would really like to ask on Saturday night when we get guys back in the studio to, to chat about it, but I want to know what people are doing to pass the time. Like the first week or two was great. It was like a vacation. Third week was getting a little tiresome. Now it's just downright this is week Groundhog eight. Day, right? Like Netflix... Hulu, anywhere that you watch TV, you got to be tired of it, right? Like, what are you doing right now to keep your sanity? I mean, Netflix is great with The Last Dance, but that's really about it. Uh, love is blind for me. Um, don't tell me how it ends. <laughs> what is The Last Dance? Just uh, the Michael Jordan documentary. They're releasing a new episode every week, so it's not okay. all injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just finished Ozark season three like it Good it's idea. pretty fragmented at the end isn't it a lot of um i feel like it became an actual television show the last five episodes of ozark like it, somebody explained it to me and said netflix is this whole show where they do something weird where shows used to try and catch you every two minutes to get you back after a commercial break but Netflix shows don't do that. So there's like a whole hour long episode where nothing happens and everything happens in the last five seconds. Like Breaking Bad. It's like Bad. this big dramatic setup. Yeah, Breaking Bad was a terrible show. It was terribly written, but people see it, like people love the storyline, right? Mm. But this last episode of Ozark almost made it feel like it was made for TV where they had that every five minutes there was a cliffhanger and it switched to a different set switched to a different scene and then went back yeah. and then the end of the season ended with this huge like twist where you're like oh my god yeah it just happened this episode of ozark is filled in front of a live studio audience yeah 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 <laughs> all right gavin saying wrap it up <laughs> two minutes over cut it out yeah all right well thank you guys for listening thank you guys for watching we're gonna see you guys on saturday thank you matt for being on the program tonight yeah, you're welcome, and uh, hopefully I'll be there for Saturday as well as everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And Gavin Charmer from Tech Industries. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in this evening. We certainly appreciate your support, everyone who watches each week. Uh, and for me, a special shout-out to our friend Steve from Hot Shots Paintball in uh, Australia and the NXL Australia. I'm looking forward to connecting with you about uh, when things open up there, down under, uh, and we can learn a little bit about uh, how you guys have managed because uh, I'm tracking that. It seems to be what we're, it's going to be consistent with what we're doing. So I'm curious for a number of reasons for paintball and for, uh, for how we can move on with life. So Steve, thanks for, for tuning in as well. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Zuby Zabrikis. Uh, thank you for everyone for tuning in special. Uh, thank you to those who liked and shared the show. The rest of you, of course, are dead to us and do not forget to help control your local airsoft population. Have your local airsofters spayed or neutered.
There we go. Joe, you get last word tonight. Awesome. Thanks, guys and girls, for tuning in tonight to uh, Behind the Bunker. Tune in Saturday night and enjoy some live shows. If there is something you would like to see paintball-related that we can provide to you from our limited access to paintball stuff, shoot a, shoot a message uh, in, in to Behind the Bunker, and we'll get that on. If there's something we can show you from the vault, maybe we will. But otherwise, see you Saturday night. Thanks for tuning in. Until then, pew pew.